Greetings, troubled listeners, and welcome to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original Troubled Man for Troubled Times, and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what'd you say? I wasn't listening. Right? You were in the Bahamas, went yeah, to the Bahamas no, for a second. I, I just, uh, I, 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 you know, you come and go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, how are you, Renee? I kid with you. I jest with you because... You like to get me going. Uh, yeah, I like to, because you're easy to mock. Well, uh, well no, it's I'm a... very yeah. uh, mockable well, well, guy. Yeah, well, you can mock anyone, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, you can, you can, I will actually respond to it because I'm, yeah. you know, I have that... Uh, you're full that, of emotion. That early... Um, uh, what could you say? I'm, I'm skittish. You know, I was <laughs> that skittish quality that was instilled in me early. That uh, yeah, know, I see that. It's yeah. easy for you to be uh, skitted upon. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the way. I, okay. You know. Um, yeah, you know, like like if you raise your hand real fast, like you know, you can see an animal that's been hit a lot. You know, right. you, if you just pick up a newspaper, they start to cower. Right. It's a little yeah. bit of that. It's not You've that done bad. Done that to animals, Renee? You no, know, no. I did get a dog one time though that broke my heart. Um, uh, got this this dog from the SPCA, uh-huh. and uh, you know she was she, she had been a runaway and had spent a lot of time. She was covered in ticks and had to you know do a bunch of stuff with her to get her right. you know clean and everything. But then I had her in the house and I realized if I just picked up a newspaper, the dog would expect to get hit with it. Really? Yeah, she would she would cower. She would you know start to shake and to try to crawl under something. It took her for a long time to realize that I wasn't going to hit her with anything, you know, but uh, obviously she had been struck with, with newspapers, you know, so much so that she, uh, you know, still retained. No, no, she still retained that, uh, that, that terror, you know? So be careful how you treat people when they're young. <laughs> you well, know, I, I know it's, it's, it's easy to rule by terror. But, well, uh, I found something. You know. Yeah, that's, you, you put that. It's funny how um, we're the, you know, we're the only species that seeks out uh, fear and terror. I mean, every, uh, animals. I don't think that's true. No, I mean, we're the only ones who will jump out of a plane without a parachute. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I see. Put yeah. ourselves in, yeah. in danger yeah. just for our own amusement. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's well, no other species on Earth that would do that. No, no. Because they're smarter. You right, know? right. Yeah, there's like, some ways like, that the smarter people are, yeah. the stupider they can well, be- yeah, behave. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, some, of us, some people in our species will go into bad neighborhoods. Just to fulfill a, a, a transaction, well, and uh, yeah, and, and they get away with it, and, and they get an adrenaline high from it. And get away with it a few times, yeah, and then, and then and it yeah. starts to the right, aversion starts to, right, to wear yeah. off, and then yeah. by the end of it, you can uh, yeah. you can just go to the third well, who, floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not even concerned at all, right? Yeah. Um, so what's been happening with you? I haven't seen you like in. Uh, yes, haven't seen each other in a while because you were on a vacation. Um, out of what? Uh, you were on a, on a fake vacation, right? No, no, I went on a holiday. Oh, you really went somewhere? I went somewhere. Okay. Uh, now, I can't tell no, you, you where. Know, I don't need to know. I don't want to uh, know where you went. I'm just, um, I was just trying to, to confirm that you actually did leave your house. I did go away okay. with the family. Oh, good, good, good. We good. went to... Well, change uh, of scenery. We went to a change of scenery. We went to the Keys. Oh. Now, I can't tell you what Keys. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we uh, went with another family of my daughter's, oh. you know, friend, oh, and really? we rented this uh, house on the front, on the beachfront, wow. a cottage or whatever. It was a lot of fun. And oh, wow. we, uh, we, uh, we and, and this is the weirdest thing, though. Uh, you asked me how my holiday was. Well, I must start right now by saying that um, I think I killed a man. Okay. I don't well. know yet. Yeah. I don't know yet because what happened was we were there for, you know, a lot, a couple of weeks or whatever, oh, you know. And uh, 
we got to know this. There was another family next door to us renting a cottage, a beachfront home and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we got to know them. That was a mistake. And Well, it would seem to be all right. Yeah. Um, but what happened was that we were both leaving on a Saturday. Okay. Or on a Friday. So we decided to have like a little block party. Mm-hmm. We had this block party and... Um, it was a lot of fun. We played music. Okay. We played games. So far, you know, my so daughter, like my daughter and her friends, other families had kids the same age. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. It was really going well. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what happened. I think the party just got out of control. But the next morning, I woke up on the highway <laughs> in my clothes, uh-huh. in my clothes that I was wearing, my cabana gear. Uh-huh. I, I love my cabana sure, gear. Sure. Anytime I go to the, to the beach, I wear my cabana gear. Yeah. But um, I woke up uh, on the highway, on the side of the highway. Cars were zooming by and stuff like that. And uh, I had, um, I just woke up and there was mud and sand on my face and all that. But there was these teeth in my, in my hand. Uh-huh. It was like three teeth in my hand. And not your own. Not my teeth. Oh, okay. No, no. no. But um, so what happened was I, I made my way back mm-hmm. to uh, where we were staying. Right. And everyone was like, oh, where have you been? Where have you been? But not that much concern, really. It was okay. just like, you know, where you been? Right. Kind of stuff. But the, uh, so I said, well, I w- woke up on the highway, and there's these three teeth here. <laughs> so Did they belong to any of y'all? No, well, that's the thing. I said, okay. so everyone in our party didn't belong to any of them. Okay. So I said, what happened at the party we were partying with last night, the, the, the family? Right. Well, they all left because they checked out. Uh-huh. They had to wait for me to check out. So we called the police. And everything's under investigation right now. So, Nation, don't worry about me. I, I, I didn't <laughs> okay. get arrested okay. or anything well, like that. That's, you know, uh, 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 but I had a good time. Oh, okay. You well, know, very I, interesting. I, I, sw- I swam with the dolphins. Oh. And um, I, uh, I played football with seals. You know, they're probably, they're probably telling the same story right now to yeah, their, their yeah. family, you know, and how they swam I, with Manny Chevrolet. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know. I, I also uh, I, I, I played checkers. With uh, um, Cubans, okay, you know, they, they, what? No, no dominoes though. No, no, no dominoes. dominoes. I thought are, it was going to be dominoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominoes anyway, big with the. But Cubans. anyway, I still have those teeth. Okay, well, hang on uh, to them. Everything's under investigation the, yeah, right now. Those, but I had a good holiday. Okay, good, good. Because if I tell you where I'm going, you're just going to follow me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I don't want <laughs> call that. the police on you. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, get our guest to uh, hold that microphone right up by his mouth, just so we can hear him breathing. There we are. There we are. Laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, we, even though we haven't haven't introduced you yet, I just like <laughs> I, I like your humanity there, just on the Thank line. Thank you. you know? So I'm going to tell a very short story. Also, my son went on on spring break, and, oh, and was yeah. at was at the beach and had a, a fine time there. Now on his way back, his phone is suddenly missing. He doesn't have his phone. Oh. you know he has an iPhone. What has, about his teeth? Are his teeth his missing? Teeth are, teeth are good. No teeth are so good. We can't so. link these two. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It would be nice if we could. <laughs> that would really be bringing it all back around. But uh, but no. So it doesn't have the phone. So uh, <clears throat> but he's able to lock it and put my number on on the message on, on in front. Okay. So but then we don't hear anything about the phone. Yeah, and then actually, someone calls me up to run a scam on me. Now I still haven't figured out what the connection between the phone being lost and this scam, which actually partially succeeded because I was at a party and it just kind of caught me off guard and this whole thing and and they it was very expertly uh, executed. But I was able to uh, you know snap myself out of this in the middle of it and 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 dump out of that scam. Now the next day. Uh, 
my son is seeing on the Where's My iPhone app, uh-huh. you know, Find My Phone, that yeah. it's in West Monroe, Louisiana. Now, he, yeah. was, he was at the beach, you know. He was like, uh, you know, on the, on the Gulf Coast when okay. he lost it. Somehow now the phone's in West Monroe. He's able to call up the West Monroe Police Department and have them go to the house where the phone, where is. The phone is showing up. And they spend a good amount of time, including calling him back, and, and he's, he's directing them. He's looking on the Google Maps going, it's the Orange House. And they're going, oh, okay. And so I he's was, like in the situation room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Oh, it's the phone with, the, with, the, with a squad car and a uniformed yeah. officer out there. And, and I, I'm, 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 my jaw's on the floor watching all this go down, thinking, man, if you called up the New Orleans Police Department this would never and have. said, somebody have my phone, they would start laughing, and then they would hang up. <laughs> They wouldn't even waste a post-it note. No, no. They would, they would be like, oh, 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 click. Well, it was like, <laughs> you need a new that phone. sounds like last night. Last night around 2.30 in the morning, my, my, my wife and I heard shots. We were in a bed. We heard shots in the neighborhood. So we called the police, and they, and they go, well, where do you think the shots came from? And we said, well, I think it came from Bell Street. Well, how do you spell Bell? <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, you know what? Forget about it. You're right. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened with uh, your son's phone? Well, so, so after the police are there for a couple of hours, and the, uh, I never did hear back from the police, but they never called him and said, we have the phone. But miraculously, sometime after that police visit, I'm in a rehearsal, and my phone rings. Uh-huh. And I go and take the call, and it's this guy who says, um, I found your phone on the side of the road. I actually have it. And I was like, okay, um, what do I need to do to, uh, to get you to send the phone back? He goes, I'll just send it to you, man. Oh, so what happened cool. was this kid, either his friend found the phone and sold it to him cheap, you know, them realizing that it was somebody else's, but thinking, you know, okay, we pull the SIM card out and we can just use Still it as a, you know, it, yeah. do something with it. <clears throat> but then when the police showed up, this kid who was not like a hardcore criminal must yeah. have thought, oh, shit, man, this is way too deep for me. I I'm wanna, in I, over I, my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to I um, bail out of this, you know. So, so that's when he did, and, and, and he did actually send it to me, sent it overnight, paid for the postage himself. Yeah. And it turns out he's a kid very similar to my son's profile, about the same age, you know, like, and, and not a bad kid, just maybe, you know, made a bad choice. So, right. you know, I appreciated him sending it to us, and, and I actually did send him uh, uh, the postage and threw in a couple of dollars, even though my son said, don't do it, you know, because he, he doesn't have clean hands. I couldn't, couldn't resist just, you know, give him a token amount. Like, he did we, do the right we thing. We appreciate you, Ultimate, and I wrote a yeah. little note that said, I appreciate you ultimately doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Best of luck in the future. <laughs> yeah. So that was exciting. But just the, the idea of the level of... of uh, of um, so, service that you get from the West Monroe Police Department. It's pretty amazing. That's <laughs> so where is West Monroe? Is it anywhere near the beaches? No, no, no. It's That's like six hours north of here, five oh, hours okay. north it's of here. It's practically Arkansas. Fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. almost in Arkansas. It's not easy to get to. You've got to go to Jackson and take a left, you know. <clears throat> so... Um, so your son, he's got to learn to hold on to his phone. Yeah, you know, it's, he's, he's, uh, you know, if that's the worst thing my son does this year, <laughs> right. I'm in great shape. Right. You know, right. yeah, yeah. If that's the least responsible know, thing he does. I've seen him does, on campus. I've nah, seen some he's, things. He's good boys, good boy. I've seen some okay. things. Well, uh, I, I want to, <laughs> moving on. Um, 
Our, our guest is, is a terrific musician. He's, he's uh, involved in a, in a lot of experimental music uh, projects and, and, in fact, is a promoter of, of uh, you know, avant-garde experimental music. Um, he has uh, anxious sound promotions. Uh, he's also a notary public, <laughs> which is which is uh, kind always of good to know someone. Out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and we'll, we'll go the into the joke. They, they don't. That's why they call it free jazz. You have to have another job to, <laughs> to be okay. engaged. He's already telling jokes. Look at this. So, without further ado, Mr. Rob Cambray, welcome, Rob. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's nice to be here with you. Yeah, man, you got a nice resonant voice. I like that for the podcast. Keep the keep it right on your mouth because you're going to sound louder to you than than right than, to anybody uh, else. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, radio perfect. training helps. Yeah, yeah. I did, did some radio in college and at, and at OZ for a few years. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. Where'd you go to college? LSU. So you worked at KSU, LSU? KLSU, yep. I was a Still. DJ there for three, two or three years and the music director during the last year and a half. Oh, nice. What years were these? This is, uh, I was at LSU from 1986 to 1990. Okay. So at the station, like more, more or less all of 88 and 89 and into the spring of 90, which was an incredible uh, little job for, for you know, a... 20-year-old because I had an office. Right. And as the music director, my job was to, like, review the records. So that meant mm-hmm. I'd go to the office and all the mail that was sent to me was records. Right. So it's kind of, you know, it's a 20-year-old's dream come true. And, you know, in fact, that job is, is often like a, a stepping stone to working at a record company, right? I mean, right. a lot of people right. are program directors in college. And then they go do that. So if, if go, I had sold my soul, I maybe could have been yeah. working at a record company now. And, well, not now. Because right, not nobody, now, but no. right now there's it. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody's working I would have bottomed out, you know, during, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. during the 90s uh, uh, thing and then uh, went when the industry yeah went kaput and who knows where I'd wind up now I'd right. be on Hollywood Boulevard right right sucking dicks <laughs> right so, I don't know <laughs> hawking my wares yeah, yeah, yeah selling yeah. my furniture <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when you work for a college radio I've always been curious about this now uh, what did you do again you had your own show you produced shows started doing a radio show first and actually the first radio show I did was with Michael Dominici who's oh, now no at WWOZ because wow, yeah we were, we, were, we were very close friends uh, in college Michael, and man. since then like our little crew of people that kind of all connected during that period of 86 to 87 are all still very close friends. That's very cool. 30 some odd years later. And, um, Michael was at the station a little bit before me. And so when I started taking an interest in doing a show, he generously said, well, why don't we just co-host this show for a little while? Then when a slot opens up, they can get you in on one. Nice. He's a very generous person. He's always has been sweetest guy. Always has been. So yeah, began with that. And then, when uh, the music director was graduating in 88, he recommended that I apply for the job. And so I, t- I got the job from there. And that was mainly, it was record reviewing, but also uh, keeping in touch with some of the indie labels to make sure they were sending us stuff and cultivating those well, relationships. That was, that was, uh, well, was I good. Wanted to, I wanted to uh, go that way. It's like, so college radio, especially down here in the South, mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of uh, limitations did you have? Because college radio seems always to be the freest form of radio. Right, right. You know, but did you find limitations? Well, we, you know, that was a weird period for that kind of stuff because uh, the, uh, the issues of profanity and records, which now it seems like the culture at large just doesn't yeah. care about at all. Uh, you know, ev- right. everything's permitted now. Nobody cares. But at that time, it was still a bit of an issue because this is the era of the PMRC, and we would actually get 
uh, people in the community in Baton Rouge, because Baton Rouge is a fairly conservative community, would sometimes no, call really? and complain <laughs> if, if somebody played a record that had, you know, an F-bomb in it or something during right. the daytime. So for a while, we had to limit it to the, to the nighttime, and, right. uh, which now seems a quaint problem, you know, com- right, uh, to, today. up in Los Angeles, I mean, college radio, <clears throat> and then even the FM stations were able to just play what they want yeah oh we had quite a degree of creative freedom which is not necessarily the case for that station i think in the decades hence but Mm -hmm. you know we would do really wild i mean you know michael and i would play like an entire side of metal machine music and let the lock groove go like at two in the morning Uh. and just let it keep playing or (laughs) or play like you know an entire the entire long side of who's gonna zen arcade with the most you know insane over the top you know, uh, right. ripping music. And we, we would play long, lengthy pieces like that. And then by the time I was fi- finishing and wrapping up, yeah, I would play like the lo- sidelong Coltrane pieces and things like that. Right. And, and we had no interference from the uh, journalism school in that. So we did actually have like a lot of freedom. creative leeway. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. That's really good. Because, you know, I work at the local university here and I've gotten to know a few of the DJs. And uh, there's a couple, and they're really good. They have some great shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Um, but also, there's they've already graduated. They've been graduated for years right. now. They're alum. Yeah, yeah, they're alum now. And so, how does that work? How does someone keep being able to do a radio show when there's a student who wants to do yeah, his own show? Yeah, WTUL must have some uh, uh, complex policy where it comes to that. I know at LSU when I was there, and of course this is a long time ago now. This is you know '88, so this yeah. is 30 years ago. Um, I don't think we had any graduates, you know, that were no longer affiliated with the university doing shows. It was just students and a couple of faculty members. We right, had a couple yeah. of older faculty members who did very good jazz programs, for example, right. and maybe a classical program. But, I mean, also. you figure you graduate, you should let someone else have a show. Maybe, yeah, you yeah. Know, but yeah. it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. TUL's different, like that. Yeah, yeah the, the, the shows are good. The guys yeah, I know yeah. who are like graduated away, they have really good shows. Yeah, so that's why they keep them because yeah. you know that people listen. Those Reliability. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're and you know top notch stuff. But it, so. it was a great phase to go through because having access to that big record library at a college radio station uh, at an age when I was curious and adventurous, it gave me the opportunity to really edu- essentially educate myself. Right. You know, essentially get the right books to do the research, and then the records were all there in the record library, and so you could kind of do your own <clears throat> postgraduate course right. on whatever type of music you were interested in. Well, so talk a little about uh, Spit the, up. The, mm, New yeah. or- the New Orleans uh, experimental music scene and your involvement in right. it. Right, yeah, and, with uh, that, uh, th- that kind of started for me in the middle, middle to late 1990s. Uh, this was a period when a, the, a lot of the things that I was interested in in that phase, which would be like free jazz and free improvisation, which is a very... Connect, interconnected international scene but at that mm. time it didn't have much uh, uh, of an anchor in New Orleans other than of course the work of Kid Jordan sure. bless his heart and Kid thankfully was always uh, uh, very dedicated to not only playing in his own uncompromising fashion but I, I observed very early on when I would first go to see him play in the early 90s that it was important to him to have this connection and exchange with the other leading edge musicians in that field, be they from Chicago or New York right. or Europe. And I observed him cultivating these relationships and, and usually once or twice a year, whether it was during Jazz Fest or at another time of year, he would have the chance to bring somebody in like that to play. So he would bring in people like William Parker and uh, Fred Anderson, uh-huh. Douglas Ewart, Malachi Favors from the Art Ensemble of Chicago and right. people like this. 
So I was going to those concerts that he would put on at Suno uh-huh. and, uh, and met him and Alvin Fielder at that time. So this would be like 94 or so. And at that time, other than his one or two concerts like that a year, there really wasn't much of a presence of that kind of music in an ongoing active sense in the in the club scene Mm -hmm. so at some point i think in 1996 uh maybe it was 95 or 96 kid had uh william parker in town to play the the great new york bass player who's a real bedrock of that scene in new york Uh and i met william and uh i knew some people that worked uh for a record label that william a couple of his records had come out on which was actually formerly uh, uh, known more as an independent post-punk rock label, Homestead Records. Uh-huh, sure, yeah, Which yeah. Sonic Youth was on for a while, Big I think Black. I was actually on Homestead. You might have actually put out, <laughs> there might have been a green on red record on Homestead, perhaps. I think perhaps. you're right. Yes, yeah. I think that's it. So Homestead put out a couple of William Parker records, and my friend Adam Laura was working for them, and then Adam uh, just called me up at, at one point and said, well, you know, William and his wife Patricia, who's a dancer, Patricia Nicholson, they're trying to just do this little U.S. tour, and they're wondering if you might be able to put on something for them in New Orleans. And the guarantee was reasonable and low enough to where I wasn't, you know, too too concerned about, you know, having to go too out of pocket on it. Sure. And um, so I just called up Renee at Zeitgeist and said, hey, what do you think about us trying to put on this concert? And this was like August of 1997. And Renee was immediately receptive. And uh, so William and Patricia, bless their hearts, trusted me to put this on, even though I was, you know, still in my 20s and certainly not uh, a known, right. not a known experienced person mm-hmm. at putting on something like this. But I think through my friendship with Kid, there was a degree of trust already. Right. And uh, that concert went extraordinarily well. We had very good attendance for something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, from there, that's, you know, one thing leads to another and you meet up, you meet some of the other people that are involved in this scene and they've they've heard that you're trustworthy. And so right. it kind of built from there. But cool. the, the first few concerts were at the Old Zeitgeist on Magazine Street. That sure. was the initial genesis that of it. That was a nice space. I loved it. It sounded great. Yeah, yeah. it was a ni- nice room. And so it went from there. And uh, so now that's like, okay, that'll be 22 years ago in August. Uh-huh. And the situation in New Orleans now for this music is very different. There's a, a much more active and quite prolific yeah. scene of musicians that are in using the practices and methods of free jazz and free improvisation, either informing their work to, you know, or engaging in it very directly in right. those styles and idioms. And so now it doesn't rely on one person quite so much mm. for it to continue, which is good because, you know, as we get old, we older, older, right, right. we burn out a little bit on the organizational work from time to time. But now through the work of other people like Andy Durda and Jeff Albert mm-hmm. and a few other folks, Benjamin Lines and Gianna Sh- uh, Chassere, there's now uh, a range of activity and different, each one of these people has a, slightly different aesthetic in terms of who they present, but we also work with some of the same people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a healthier situation now. It's not so reliant on one or two people to do all the heavy lifting. And I think uh, the range of what's being presented is broader now, too. That's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's so many more musicians in town now in in every different uh, genre, you know. So it's cool that that, that there there is in in this, you know, the improvisational world as well. And I know, you know, like Helen Gillet, who's a former guest of ours, you know, she's not... 
strictly a that kind of player, but she oh, plays, she's very good at she's it. She's very good at yeah, it. Yeah, she's, she's very good at it, and, and she had a she, real hunger for it. Yeah, yeah. Very so she, early on, she yeah. participates in a, in a lot of those those performances oh, a tremendous amount. I some know, some I know. of the best gigs I've done in that area have certainly been a couple, several of the ones with Helen over the years, she's and she's so a good elegant. friend too, she's and so, she's yeah, amazing. She's, yes. I missed her at Jazz Fest. I actually, I, 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 I caught her set. She actually played right before my set on Sunday, and and I went and went and took. Oh, the whole I didn't thing go on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. That's why I missed her. Yeah, yeah. That's why. But I was there Saturday. Okay, well, she was on Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I, I to me, uh, uh, I, w- I got a free pass for Saturday. Uh-huh, sure. That, I could and, see why uh, that, would, that would put you there on that day. Yeah, sure. I still think to this <laughs> day, sense. to this day, in order to make Jazz Fest exciting for me, mm-hmm. they just got to keep the ponies running. Okay. <laughs> races well. Yeah, Give races the audience well, a little more yeah. of a challenge. Where, because you know. they close the casino down, you yeah. got to keep the ponies running. That's okay. The, that's the way I look at it. All right. Well, it's a new, yeah. a new twist that, that yeah. maybe... Uh, but you know what I found uh, weird at Jazz Fest? Uh-huh. Because I got back from holiday on Friday, uh-huh. and my daughter wanted to see the, uh, the pop star, uh, the, oh, the, the Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Katy Perry. She was there with her girlfriends. You know about the Katy Perry. I have heard of the, the Katy Perry. The Katy it's like apparently it the quite the phenomenon. Yeah, it's quite like the phenomenon. You like the Katy Perry, man. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Camp- campaigns u- yeah. use her songs anyway, to motivate. Anyway, so the wife and I, uh, we go took figure. the kids, uh, the girl and her friends out there. Right. They, they said, see you later. We're going to go see Katy Perry. And we walked around. The wife and I walked around. And mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of um, um, Maria Mulder. Moldauer, yeah, 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 sure. And she was awful. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, oh, and wow. then we saw a little bit of Bog Skaggs. Bog Skaggs, yeah. yeah. And Dirty he, lowdown. He just was awful, too. <laughs> okay, man. Well, maybe you just don't <laughs> like music anymore. <laughs> yeah. But what I did, so we did walk around the arts and crafts. Uh-huh. You know, we did walk around. And I didn't realize this. Well, I didn't, maybe it's been there before. I don't know. I get to go to Jazz Fest for like five hours once a year. That's my limit. Um, <laughs> but... You know, they're, they're, all the security is so huge about bringing in stuff into Jazz Fest. Right. But there's someone selling handcrafted knives. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, in Jazz Fest. Yeah. So I don't understand that. Yeah, you can get a weapon while you're there. Yeah, you get a weapon you while you're there. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. bring one in, but you can bring one out and, and sure. get one well, there. Well, you can't bring snacks to the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same, same deal. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can't bring so, liquor into Jazz Fest, but you can buy it there. What's yeah, yeah. the logic? Well, I, 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 you know, I, I guess their biggest concern with the, with the uh, I mean, they don't sell guns there. So oh, that's, I don't know that. No, no. I mean, I, I've never seen any. That could any, be up in the paddock. Or yeah, well, guns clubhouse. made of, of old growth cypress. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Done in a folk art style. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> With a flint, you know, and all right, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he knows maybe, what I'm talking. Maybe yeah. somebody about, could get man. that going, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, you know. Because really, to be honest with you, the last great music festival I went to was Lilith Fair. Okay. Back in the 90s. That was, wow. that was a while back. Yeah, then. that was the last great one. Yeah. I never got laid so much in my life. Okay. Because well. yeah. it, it was a great music festival. And you were there professionally. Yeah, well, yeah, I was there professionally. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spiritually and uh, well, okay. personally. <laughs> personally. I went okay. there. You know, I was in there physically. I was presence, there. Yeah. I was right, there right, physically. Right, 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 right. But this whole jazz fest, I'm tired of it. 
I'm tired of it. I don't want it. I, don't I, I, it. I haven't gone this year, and I didn't go last year. Good. For the first Stay time away from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I, I can take it in in uh, in small doses. Sure. Right? Yeah. And there's a certain point. You know, uh, it's nothing against anything that's going on on it, but it's like I think you you've certainly well, have the, been to more than me, but I've probably been to you know 30 years worth. Sure. Sure. And so a little break every now and then is fine. Yeah. Well, you know, some people can't get enough. They 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 want to go all day long. I have several close long. friends who are diehards and they love it, and I do not begrudge God that bless at you. all. Yeah, no, no, I, no, have, no, I applaud no, their enthusiasm. But those are the people. Yes. Those are the same. This is what I also discovered this last time I was there, is that there has to come a point in time where old white people should start stop dancing to black music, to funk music. And, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, just, no, that, yeah, I think that time has yeah, 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 passed. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I'm looking at these fucking old fucking white people, and they're trying to funk out. And, nobody and, wants to see that. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. No, no, nobody, no. especially the black performers and the black, you know, like... Well, that dance like no one's looking uh, yeah, mantra is yeah. like, that's maybe yeah. not, you should dance like is, people are looking. The problem they is, people are looking. 80% of the audience are those old fucking white people. Well, you know? yeah. So uh, so you've been playing guitar your entire life? as a Teenage, since teenage years. Okay, cool. You know, the age, I think I was 14 the summer that I that I berated my parents into finally letting me have an electric guitar and an amp so yeah now so you were you first into punk rock was that your you know that kind of came later I, okay. I think it had to do with the age I was and the fact that I wasn't really like an I wasn't an urban kid I grew up in Norco which is just outside of the city so I was I wouldn't say rural or suburban but uh, it would be what up north they would call townies like oh, we were okay. townies really okay. which is a term you don't hear in the south no, but, it, no. but it, it, it does apply when you're talking about like refinery towns like Norco. Okay. And so How many people are in Norco? You know, I'm not it's probably 12. a few thousand. This is a few thousand because yeah, yeah, yeah. you got the shell plant there. Does so everybody th- work at the plant or oh, the grocery quite a lot, store? Quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, and my father was was the uh, was a dentist there. So okay. uh, so by being both not urban and not working class, mm-hmm. I don't think I really totally got the punk thing until I was a little older and then kind of more understood it through, you know, through, through understanding it as part of the lineage of rock and roll. And okay. also what attracted me was like the post-punk bands or active in the eighties, the, you know, the independent American bands like Minutemen and Sonic Youth and right. Meat Puppets and groups like that. Then I kind of went a little backwards to learn about the original punk. Uh-huh. But as a teenager, Oh no, I was totally metalhead, total oh, so metalhead. Like Halen, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Van Halen, right, Judas Priest, oh, really? no Scorpions, so, so Iron Maiden, all that. At, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, steeped <laughs> see, in it. See, I steeped never, I it. never had that phase. I, I went from, from, from like, Miles and Coltrane to right. Led Zeppelin and the and then the Sex Pistols, are, right? You know, and and I yeah, mine is a strange suit, order. You know? It began with the metal, but then it's like then I weirdly got interested in jazz before I got interested in post punk and then punk. So it's like a it, it's a very so, weird circuitous path to get to these things. But Miles Davis, once you find Miles Davis, that's always the key that unlocks everything in all directions. Okay, because you can connect the dots to almost anything from yes, there. Yes, it's true, and 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 then that that makes perfect sense that you have all these disparate entrance interests musically, and then you know you wind up in this experimental music. Which so I'm guessing that you you had a great affinity for Sonic Youth. You already mentioned them. Yeah, yeah, they they were one of the groups that when I first became aware of them, which was was actually through Michael Dominici. He's the first friend of mine that that, that played any of their records for me. Um, there was a sort of instant recognition that this was 
something really adventurous, but at the same time still was operating in a rock and roll framework Paragon, and had a certain yeah, yeah. energy that I could still relate to. Right. But there was a definite sense hearing them in 87 or so, which is really one of their best periods when Sister came out, mm-hmm. that okay, this, you know, if you're going to engage with rock and roll, you don't necessarily have to, to sound like this, but if you're going to be contemporary, you need to at least be able to deal with this on some level. Understand what, what's going on. Right, right. 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 And uh, so it was, yeah. And then, of course, then, you know, I got, got to know Thurston over the years later, and he was always like a really sort of supportive, yeah. you know, helpful person to me. And so that, that was great. But that was another thing about the, the whole punk and post-punk scene that was different from metal. Uh, in metal, you were never going to meet any of these people. Uh-huh. They were rock stars. They were, you know, they they had layers of management in between you and them. You were never going to meet. That was them. intentional. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're trying to. You were going to uh, go to the arena to sort of worship them, but you you were never going to actually cross paths with them. So even though I loved that music and wanted, you know, was trying to play it on guitar as a kid, there was always a sense that it was something that was far away that you couldn't really participate in. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you were like, you know, if you I wasn't a skinny kid, I was never going to look good in Spanish deck so there was like you know it's like i'm not even going to be able to play in a local band doing this i'm not skinny enough you know and um whereas when i first became aware of these american bands that were operating out out of the punk paradigm which again meat puppets minutemen sonic youth there was something not only was it was the music really compelling and exciting but you're watching them in a club they're just a few feet away from you. Maybe you had a conversation with them in the parking lot right, before. Right, right. They'll go sit was, down on the curb. It was at a human <laughs> level. Show. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was at an engaging human level. And even though these people were all very good players as well, you know, even though I know with punk the emphasis was on not having to be talented, which is important, uh, but th- these people had evolved as players, but it was not at this stunning talent level where you felt you could never get there. Right. You know, when you would watch them play, there was a sense that, well, I might not be able to get all the way there, but I could... I, I think I could get a band together to get up on a stage. Well, you know, it, it seemed all, possible. Yes. Well, this it, and it's it's so interesting because this that kind of that you know New York downtown scene, like the no wave scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really people that could not play. The way right. that, that's how and, it started. And and and, and did brilliant things <laughs> yes. with their limitations. Yes. Because there it was, was, it was all attitude, drive, con- concept, and like yeah. a vision and a point of view. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's, that stuff is blindingly stunning. I so, still think it's great. Contortions. So, what kind of name is Thurston? Ooh, let's see. It always, to me, sounds like an aristocratic Very English. Uh, yeah. uh, English name, but that's maybe just because of growing up as a kid in the 70s and watching Gilligan's Island Thurston reruns. Right, Thurston, Thurston Howell oh, yeah. was there <laughs> talking about his Long Island log job. Right. You know. Long Island log So we associate it you know, right on the side of the mouth, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so we associate it with that, but um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm guessing English. It's I'm thinking for English so or Scottish. So he was married, though, yeah. to what's her name? Uh, Kim, Kim yeah, and Thurston Ford. The band together, yeah, and they and, had a uh, baby together. And, and uh, Coco is now in her twenties. Yeah, because uh-huh. I remember I bumped into them on Pico mm-hmm. Boulevard. They didn't know right. me. This is their, in their LA days, and they were. This is the funniest thing to see. Because yeah, Kim's family lived out there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was the funniest thing to see Thurston and Kim with a baby stroller. These are the people from Sonic Youth. <laughs> and I just happened. Sweet. Yeah, it's like whoa. You're 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 in the west side of LA by the Pavilion. You're with a baby stroller, and I just saw you like. Three nights ago, going wow, right, yeah. throwing guitars around, yeah, the room. all that kind of but stuff. Yeah, like Kim, Kim grew up, I think, in Culver, around Culver City. Oh, so, really? So I think her mom was still living there. And at that's that where time. I grew up. I grew yep. up right near mm-hmm. Culver City. So that would make sense. But yeah, I think Coco's now probably in her mid twenties, maybe. 
something like that. And she is a visual artist. Oh, cool. At this time, and Kim and Thurston are separate. You know, they, yeah, they. Yeah, he's yeah. in London these days. Oh, is he really? Yep. Yep, just well, just where would a, a Thurston go? Yeah, just well, played a gig a couple weeks ago yeah. with John Paul Jones. They did a free improv gig. Oh, him cool. and John Paul Jones well, and Steve was, Noble. Like I was I really that was interesting, and I'm kind yeah. of amazed that John Paul Jones has an, an affinity for that type of playing. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, no, well, he's you know, he's always he's, seemed like a pretty sharp guy. He's very sharp. Yeah, he guy. Yeah. he yeah. produced some Butthole Surfers records. He did did a Butthole Surfers yeah, record. I think so when I was living in Austin around that time, yeah. and we were always ho- hoping we'd run into him somewhere, and we didn't. But he, uh, right around when they were doing that, when and then he also did a collaborative record with Diamante Galas. So right, okay. So, Mr. Jones is is uh, is is fearless. It would seem. Yeah. Well, I I think right after they did the record with the buttholes, I I ran into uh, Gibby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like on the bus in L.A. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck are you doing on this bus? Right. He goes, I don't know, man. Where's my next stop? Oh said, boy, I don't know. I don't that might have been during a period yeah. when Gibby was attempting to purchase certain things. Yeah, well, I was, I, that's why I was on. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, right. we're getting yeah. off at the same yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, asking, man, I was selling transfers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did a project with him a few years ago. We did this band with uh, with Gibby. Uh, Ryan Scully and I and uh, the rhythm section from Bingo, Keith Hajar and Michael Miller and the Egg Yolk Jubilee Horns. We did this uh, one, two concerts and we were supposed to record, but it was uh, during a week when one of the hurricanes came through town. So there was no, which there's been so many now, I can't remember the names of all the goddamn things. Yeah, we had to cancel a show last week. It might have been George, uh, George. No, maybe it was Gustav. I think it was Gustav. It was one of the G ones. Right, right, right. But Gibby, bless his heart, was uh, charming all the way through, even though there was no we finally found a rehearsal space that had electricity so we could at least practice enough to do the show, but the recording could not happen, happen that week. Yeah. Do you know that Kramer guy? I never met him. <laughs> I, I always, uh, during that period in the late 80s, early 90s, they were Bongwater and Kramer right. yeah, yeah, and, his, yeah. and Kramer's record label were always kind of fascinating to a lot of us because that label put out some really, Shimmy Disc put out some really wild stuff. Right. And, um, and I even remember Kramer appearing on Night... Well, Bongwater was on Night Music. I saw that. The David yeah, Samuel yeah. show. Yeah, no, I saw and, uh, But I never... I don't think I ever saw Kramer live, well, come to think of it. The no. first time uh, Doug and I went to, uh, to Holland with, with Alex Chilton, we saw the Butthole Surfers with Kramer oh, playing right. bass. He was with them for a little bit. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Now... Sometime after that, he winds up staying at Doug's house in Memphis. I don't know. He's just like a house guest. That Doug sounds said, about right. Doug said... Kramer, the phone would ring, and Kramer would pick up the phone and go, uh, like, scream into the phone and hang it up. This is Doug's, Doug's <laughs> right, his house. house. <laughs> yeah, his, Doug would, had family members calling the police to make sure he was okay. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He just popped it's into my head. Figured he, he would stay with Doug about, though uh, because of the uh, Eugene Chadbourne connection. Because Kramer was sure. also in Shockabilly. Yes, with yes, Eugene, yes. and I know Doug love knows Eugene. Eugene. Yes, yeah. yes, love Eugene Chadbourne. Shout out to Eugene Chadbourne. Indeed, he was. And Eugene was one of the people I presented at one point. There was a. a let's see, it was in. Early 2000s, Eugene was doing a duo tour with one of my favorite drummers of all time, maybe my close to my favorite drummer, Paul Lovens, a German drummer, free improviser, who's just an absolute master of timing and sound. And um, so Eugene brought Paul down here for okay. two days. So I'll always be grateful to Eugene for doing that. And it was amazing. And I've had Paul back in town several times since then. But Eugene was the one who made it happen the first time. 
Yeah, man, it's such a, such an interesting, you know, like this whole group of musicians, like really smart people. <laughs> Extremely, <laughs> it's an incredible bunch of people to know, and that was that was part of my attraction to to the, to this whole area of music. It was especially in the pre-internet period, like you know ninety six, ninety seven, sure, when I was meeting a lot of these community. people. Yeah. It was like finding a secret society, right? Right. <laughs> because in that period, it was the network was held together much more by phone calls, mm-hmm. faxes, and let people would write each other letters. Right, Imagine right. that. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and the network of festivals in Europe and the few things in the United States that were sort of holding that scene together through a somewhat lean period economically. Right. And, uh, it, and it was incredible how once you'd meet one of these people and like if you'd established a certain level of trust, then it sort of opened up these other relationships. But it was almost like finding, particularly like with Davey Williams and LaDonna Smith who were active in the South and were from Alabama and had an accent that sounded like my relatives. Mm -hmm. It was like finding long lost family members in a way. Right on. Well, let's take a break right now. We're going to get into Alabama and and, uh, Fred Lane. Oh, yes. That's a big... Davey and LaDonna played with Fred Lane. That's it. That's so we're going to pick it up. Yeah. So, uh, All um, right. We'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. Back yes. in the ring room. We back are with back. Manny Chevrolet. Back with Mr. Rob Cambray. Glasses um, Cambray or yeah, yeah. Cambray? It depends where you are. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not a Is real... Is it Rob or Rolf? Right. <laughs> Rolf or Rolf. <laughs> now, the family last name, as best as I can figure, is um, it's a Francophied version of the actual last name. I huh. think the first ancestor of, of ours to come over with that name was German, and the real last name was Kammer, K-A-M-M-E-R. Yeah. And the uh, Kammer is roughly, I guess, you know, it, it would be similar to Chambre in French for chamber or room. Okay. You, you look know. a little German now. Yeah. That you oh, it's, it. it's heavily German yeah. on that side. On the, yeah. on the, on the, on the but my, my grandmother on my dad's side, her maiden name was Gab and that side of the family was German. Okay. So these were people that's, that came into America on what that part of St. Charles and, and St. John and St. James Parish that they called the German coast. Okay. So this would be around Vashery around there. Right. And as best as I can tell, the first relative was probably a commer, but then all of the um, priests that were sort of regis- registering people when they would establish residency here mm-hmm. were French, and so they probably just Francofied the name okay. and, and put the closest French equivalent. Francofied? What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. They, they put a little French on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're in, you know, the town that I'm from, if you're in any, if you're in Norco, in Destrehan, in Laplace, if you're in any of those, you know, St. John, St. James, St. Charles right. Parish, people there with their accent will pronounce it com. Really? Almost like you're saying the word C-A-L-M, calm. Then if you go to France, they say it in a way that sounds a little closer to like, you know, when you get a hotel room in France, it's your chambre. And so they would say cambre. So they do the M M and the B and the R are pronounced, but kind of clipped a little bit like that. But now these are German gets, Catholics down there? Yes, German okay. Catholics. Right. But then in cities, everybody tends to say Cambry, which is the Anglicization of it, I guess. So I just go with that. But I always tell people, if, if they ask me how to pronounce it, I say, I'm, I don't care. You can pronounce it any of those three ways. I'm, okay. not, right. I'm not precious so, about it. So, Rob, you're like into experimental stuff. This is, you know, Roughly, that's yeah, one way, yeah, yeah, one word they use okay. for it sometimes. Okay. Although so, sometimes at this like point, I we're not always... Sexually speaking? Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. right. We're not, yeah. we're oh. not always experimenting as much anymore where there's there's a lot more intention but then that word is sometimes just a convenient catch-all right you know right. for yeah. that for, okay. for type of adventurous because, musical uh, practice over the over the past year you know uh i've been doing this show with um 
Renee here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Renee. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, his, what's his name again? <laughs> Renee. Yeah. Uh, and uh, over the years, I, you know, I don't go out much, so I stay at home a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I learn to entertain myself at home by, by screaming at the neighbors. And uh, I take showers in the dark, which is a lot of fun. It's challenging. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a new thing. Yeah. If yeah. you listen to the podcast, yeah. Manny comes up with these yeah. su- suggestions yeah. for the nation. Yeah. It's I, good for your spatial and, awareness and yeah. everything. And I, I bet. realize well, how you know to, where you are. Right. I realize that the microwave <laughs> works just as well with the door open and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You want to warm the whole house up. Yeah, and um, um, <laughs> but I also discovered something just experimenting with things. Okay. I discovered something very entertaining. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the internet. I've just discovered the internet. You know, you <laughs> wow. Can, you, can, um, you can watch movies wow. and you can uh, social media or that kind of stuff. And He's going all 1999 on us, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I discovered also that it's a really fun thing to do. Um, and, and you can do it with, with your wife. Um, <laughs> Uh, listen to porn. Don't watch porn. Don't watch it. Just yeah, listen to porn. Yeah, yeah. For the dialogue. Well, just for the sounds. Yeah. Just for the amb- ambiance, as we were talking. Right. About. Well, you know, because like, there's nothing good, better than like drinking a glass of wine while having a steak dinner, <laughs> while <laughs> listening to some girl get her fucking ass fucked. Right. And just like, but just as like, like it's yeah. music in the yeah, background, exactly. and it kind of would scare your neighbors. I I'm like guessing this, too. Manny, this yeah. is, I think this is actually. <laughs> An innovation that you're coming uh, up listening with. How are your green beans, darling? Smat, 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 smat. Well, exactly. Well, you know, then you'd have you'd have different styles that you yeah. you know, you'd find more conducive. Well, you know? no, like because I think you know uh, sadomasochism would go with good red meat. You okay. know, or, yeah. or, or, yeah. or some just like the tears. Know, the tears yeah. would would seem you know, or some uh, like pair, like anal pairing anal a wine, would, like pairing yeah, a wine right, with yeah. the correct exactly. uh, main course, I guess. <laughs> right. yeah. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I would never watch it. Just listen. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, listen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't need to. I mean, can we get porn radio? Can we? Can we get it? Where you just want to listen because it leaves something to the imagination. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm an old man. There's a lot to the man. Manny's an old fashioned romantic. Yeah, you get the picture. Yeah, so. See, right? See, that's just it. The picture has to be in your mind. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It makes yeah. you work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you because know, listening to porn, you know, it's like watching a silent movie. Think of, about it. I don't of. think it's like that at all. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's the flip. You know, it's it's that's why. Like people, so we do this podcast, and people say, um, you know, do you uh, do you videotape it? Is it? And I say, no. I. And and they think that well, that would be better if you could see us while we were talking. I think we, it would be worse. It's not as good. I like theater yeah. of the mind. Oh, like, absolutely. That's you know, why I liked radio. You know, yes. good radio. And I think, like you know, I think people have seen clips from podcasts on YouTube, like Joe Rogan's or something, and so they think they should watch it. But to me, it's much. More, I much prefer listening. I'm a Joe Rogan to, fan. I don't yeah. like to watch it. I, I don't like to watch it. To it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it takes up too. And much I'm glad your... Marin doesn't video his. Who I like is that. Joe yeah. Rogan. Uh, you know, he's a comedian. He's a MMA. Commentator, he's he's uh, MMA. What the hell is you that? Know, UFC. He's the 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 gold standard of uh, of uh, you know mixed martial arts. Oh, okay. He's the, so the gold he's, standard. Yeah, but uh, oh no, I'd much man. prefer you know the radio theater of the mind now, thing. Now, yeah. now, were you a fan of Dr.
Dr. Demento? Yes, a little bit. I, I didn't listen to it as extensively as some, there were some other people at KLSU at the time who were real diehard fans of it because it's it syndicated. And I think when I first started at KLSU, they did carry it. See, when I was You worked at KLSU? Yeah, that's in LA? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no this is LSU and Baton Rouge. About the oh, and they did yeah, still yeah. play the show at that time because I think they used to get it and syndicate it. But I wasn't right. quite as steeped in it, but, um, but, I, but certainly was aware. See, yeah. I'm a little bit older than you. And, and when, when we were kids, uh, you know, it turns out something my wife and I had in common is that mm. we were both laying in our beds listening to Dr. Demento on WSMB right. uh, on Sunday nights. Oh, and, SMB's had it here. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. And you know, it it was it, it was like a little window into freakdom. Like, sure, you know, especially absolutely. Especially when you're like seven, eight, nine, oh, ten years yeah, old. Oh, it opened like, you up to a oh, wider okay, range Professor Tom of Lair. Oh no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fully on board with Lair. that. <laughs> or I tell you, the one that really I always was amazed by, and I still love, is uh, there. The, I remember a Chicago station I heard when I was in Chicago carried a lot of the Ken Nordine word jazz right. recordings. And I mean, there's some CDs that came out of that stuff, but I mean, these were some of the later shows that, boy, you talk about theater of the mind. These things were amazing. And, you know, Nordine was known to most people as a, as a voice man for commercials. Uh-huh. He was the guy that did the taster's choice. Right, that guy, right, right. Incredible right. voice. <laughs> but he did these... Uh, Mu- music and those, sound man. effect. Oh, I'm kind of, a huge fan of him. He was kind of fucking chest. He, sound, he was a vocal know, yeah, influence. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. Do you have an agent, man? I, I don't. You should get an agent. I should get an agent. You do have Renee's right. You do have a good voice for the voiceover there, stuff. Yeah. There is supposedly there. Uh, I, I've, there's there, a market. There's a know. there's a market for that. So I may have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. Hang the notary seal up and become a become well, become no, Ken no, don't, don't give up on that. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep the commission. The yeah, commission yeah. is a lifetime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, how do, uh, should we the jump seal to would that just now? say, eh, you know, if you want, yeah, yeah. This, the seal I would keep and maybe just you know put it in a prominent place in the house, like it's a like a like it's a gun or Away something. Away from the okay. kids, yeah, right, of course, right, right, right. just like you do with a weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe let's let's uh, let's push the notary <laughs> part back because we were right, we, yeah. we already have we, we deferred the professor. Uh, I mean, the Reverend Fred Lane. Sure. Let's yeah. Get back to Fred Lane. Yeah. Let's get back to fun and the fundus. Let's get. Back Indeed. to uh, uh, you know, and Fred's kind of back. The the Reverend Fred Lane character is sort of back in the consciousness because of that documentary about him. Is just started making the rounds and played at Zeitgeist back a few weeks ago. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, Ice Pick to the Moon is the name of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the it, it's really incredible. I, I went to see it when it was it was showing at Zeitgeist a few weeks ago, and the filmmaker was there and. It was amazing to see that there was some extant footage, not only just of of the Fred of Fred Lane performing as Fred Lane, but of the uh, and I'm probably mispronouncing the name of the collective, but it was like the 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 Rattlenaz, which was this loose, you know, collective of people that were all involved in improvised music and surrealist actions and things, active in in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, (laughs) and you got to remember. This is Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right. during the era of Bear Bryant. Right, right, right. University of Alabama, very conservative school with a heavy, you know, Greek, you know, fraternity, sorority culture. And then here was this group of people that were just putting on these 
just complete freakdom happenings. Yeah. They did. There's footage in this documentary of the Rattlers doing uh, participating in a homecoming parade at University of Alabama in like 1971. <laughs> All in these elaborate costumes, and all of them make you know playing noise on all these different instruments right. that they don't like normally play. Like Davy Williams is playing bass clarinet, even though he's a guitarist. So, so Manny, just to, to catch the nation and, yeah. and you up on on the Reverend Fred Lane. So Fred Lane, it was kind of a big band, but everybody would play an instrument that they didn't really play. Like you oh, know, the saxophone cool. player is really a guitar player. Oh, you know, the, the bass player is really a, a clarinet player. And is you know? the lyrics and the singing were almost like a twisted version of like if you if you took like Mose Allison and Bob Duro, but like filtered right. it through this really much darker Beat more aggressive and, sensibility yeah. <laughs> but then the music actually like held together like was actually good yeah so well, it held together in a way where it really carried it's like it, the, so that it is that was exactly alex chilton's aesthetic you know like the aesthetic yeah. of of like flies on sherbert you know so totally when, when, yeah when mm-hmm. when when the chilton band the trio the the feudalist tarts band heard fred lane we we're like oh fuck man kindred spirit <laughs> yeah. so we're so on board with right this. all over this we're like absolutely <laughs> we could listen oh, to yeah. it over and over and over again oh i'm like, sure yeah yeah <laughs> i almost know that first record by heart oh man. i'm sure yeah, yeah. So, so um, a few years ago, I'm playing this gig with uh, Simon Lott, great jazz drummer mm-hmm. Simon Lott. We played this little you know, cocktail party jazz gig, and we're, we're packing up, and he goes, God, Renee, I'm just so sick of jazz. I'm so <laughs> sick of jazz. And I was like, well, you know, I have the perfect music yeah. for you. I, if you want to hear some guys destroying it. Like, so yeah, so that, right there in the parking lot of the Royal Sinesta Hotel in the, yeah. that subterranean parking lot there, I, I, I turned him on to Fred Lane, and he's like, oh, I love this. It's like, yeah, this is just, this will like, clean your, this will clean the jazz out of your ears. It's right up your alley. Yeah. And I can't believe yeah. you, Simon, like this is, talk about kindred spirits, you know, oh, Simon Lott, yeah. he's a fucking nut, so. Yeah. It's like you need to hear this, young man. Yes, <laughs> yes. you need you need this. But yes, supposedly, of uh, 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 Tim Reed, who is the Reverend Fred Lane, has uh, been working on a new record. There's some footage at the very end of the documentary of him working on session with Evan Lipson, this bass player that I know, who's the bass player on it. And um, I don't know what's happened since then. That's probably like a year or two ago. But he may resurface. In the Fred Lane Tim guys, Reed, the actor. No, this is a Tim Reed, a visual artist who oh, okay. is the guy that concocted the Fred Lane character. All right. So Renee from Zeitgeist is Zeitgeist still there? Renee Broussard. Renee Broussard has okay. moved Zeitgeist to a new and really quite nice location. The new location is on Saint Claude Avenue, right as you cross a, the uh, the uh, the Orleans Saint Bernard border line. Yeah, I say border. So the rent's like there's got a wall too, there or the, something. The, 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 the line. <laughs> the rents got too high over there. Well, it's also a better space. It's, it's a really space. upgrade as a space. The, okay. the theater the theater area where he shows film also has a stage and lighting. So so there can be large concerts oh, in there. Good, I'm glad. And then there's a full, uh, an actual full functional bar and lounge in the front. Right. And it's soundproof well enough to where you can have a film going on in the theater and a band playing oh. in the lounge and the sound doesn't inter- interfere with each other. Oh, and, and Helen Gillet has been doing a She's Monday been doing like night Mondays there. And Jonathan Freilich's been doing Thursdays. So it's, okay. it's, and uh, a lot of other people have been playing there. And so it's starting to be, you know, a, a home for creative music as well. And uh, I think. I think it's a big improvement. It's a good space. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Oh, Renee has been doing Zeitgeist in some form or another, I think, since... Oh, yeah. It's definitely into 30 years at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I met him years ago. Yeah, he's a good guy. 
as he always he says, a lot, something though. for or against everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I can I can uh, uh, relate to that. Yeah, with with his his programming. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Some of it I love. Some of it I despise. And that, and that's just the he, and he's just fine with that. That's that, that is the way to go. So yeah, I mean, he, you know, he was definitely you know ahead of the curve in terms of being accepting of this this type of music very early on. And I mean, you know, now there's you know there's a regular creative music improvised music going on at the yeah. sidebar there's a weekly series at the hi-ho thanks to you there's sometimes things at the always but it you know renee was the first to be really you know welcoming of this music with open arms in the way yeah. that he did so he must be given credit for that well and we are yeah. well we have yeah. to get him on the show i guess uh, actually he'd be a fantastic guest oh yeah you know? i'm not sure if he's got time ne- for never us, one but, uh, to shy for away from expressing his opinions on anything yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. that'd be good maybe we go down there to uh to to uh araby over in araby almost araby yeah and, yeah and uh and uh you know do an on location uh Podcast with, with the news There's yeah. like a Waffle <laughs> House right across the street. I don't think so. <laughs> two Renees would be the first time we'd ever had two Renees wow. on, uh, on one podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I can't handle one. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know got this skinny guy over here and that fat fuck <laughs> Renee, the other oh. guy. Wow. You know. So, so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Music Box Village. That's, oh uh, yeah, you're yeah. Involved in that, right? A little bit. Not. I haven't participated in any of the stuff as much in this last year or two. But like during the very early stages of it, which I guess this would be like, this is like in 2011. Um, uh, my first exposure to it was b- before they'd even built the whole thing in Rusty Laser's yard uh, on Piety Street. Quintron approached me about it and said, "Hey, you know this this group of people is going to be doing this huge installation with these." you know, houses and shacks and things that are sonic sculptures that can be activated and played in this. And so, you know, you need to, you know, I I want you to be involved in this one, this date and all this kind of thing. And so it grew from there. And of course, this is several years before they got the permanent space that they have now that's now known as the Music Box Village. This is when uh, it was a series of structures that were in uh, the yard on Piety Street next to Jay Pennington, Rusty Laser, next to his house where he lives. Okay. And so there was like a, you know, this tree house and this oh, yes. set of steps right, right, and right, all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> and those those uh, first concerts there were really, you know, I think quite, quite a game changer for, for the public and the musicians because it definitely brought things maybe to a... a, a not just a wider audience in a way, but, but it connected it with the visual art world. Uh-huh. And... I think you know it was taken seriously as a project that had a little bit more of a higher national and international profile. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I would say it was something of a game changer for for musicians here to think of their work a little bit more seriously in that way. And we were also able, you know, th- thanks to Delaney and Jay and their desire for this to you know, really be something dynamic. They were able to bring in quite a lot of luminary special guests all mm-hmm. during that period, you know, for, for those first concerts there. Yeah, which um, totally promoted the whole thing and, you know... Oh, yeah, it was great. And, and then when they found the permanent space, you know, uh, which was just a few years ago, which is now, you know, the, what's known as the Music Box Village, you know, okay. over there in Rampart, right there by the Industrial Canal. When they found that, it's like, you know, that was just an incredible type of happenstance that that metal fabrication shop and yard that the guy who owned it was retiring and right. wanted to sell it to them. So well, that's the thing. Kind of remarkable. Yeah. Well, you know, the, by 
uh, you know, people talk about this, the, that thing, the secret, you know, mm-hmm. the secret, it's, it's like it's all bullshit. Well, it is in the metaphysical sense, but in mm-hmm. the practical sense, it's totally real. Because yes. if you have an interest in something, you start pouring your attention into that interest. Other people that have a similar interest recognize that and go, oh, this is someone who's doing the same thing that I, I'm doing. And, or, you know, people even that aren't doing that get inspired by the energy right. involved in exactly. that. Exactly. Even if they're not going to do directly something like that themselves, yeah. They're, yeah, the inspiration and energy becomes, it becomes real it's to everybody. Compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it works, people. If you're interested in something, go work at it. Yeah. And, you know, don't... Don't, don't think down. Don't try to think ten steps ahead to think. Well, what's my first uh, roadblock that I'm going to find? Right. It's you know? like no, you just should do it just first. Usually is the, is the right approach. Give up. Yeah, just, just, just give up. Just give up. It's over. Reach for your dreams and then give up. Fifty years old. It's yeah. done. All right, give yeah. up. You know. Just, that's why we have Manny. Right. We're all just running out the clock now. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all just killing time here. We're spanning know? time. Yeah. Like, of course. Like yeah. Gallo and, and leaving some <laughs> artifacts. Yeah. And leaving lots of artifacts. Yeah, you just fucking. That'll someday get vaporized when the sun supernovas. I pray every day that that right. will happen it, tomorrow. Have, yeah. This guy's Mr. Enthusiasm over I'm, here. Uh, you know? yeah. He's Mr. Enthusiasm. Only compared to Manny. That's the thing. Just by contrast. And also, and also, he, you know, he's he's trying to like he he's got in th- he, he wants his kids to have a, a good world so he's trying oh, to uh, no, you know, no, no you know, don't, you want them to have challenges no, so. I, I, they are going to have it doesn't matter this world, what, what I want or not you know it's like uh, I try to I try to give them no. the resources yeah. that they're going to basically to his need. wife's laying in bed right now going thank god he's out thank <laughs> god he's out right now that's well, basically what it is actually and, said, and, and, actually and, as I left she said are you going to be late and I said no no right right <laughs> Yeah, she was like, "Fuck!" You're thinking he, she, she wants like, him out of the house, but yeah. he's a musician. He's out of the house too. He, he, yeah, he, he gets yeah. the one like I do, where it's like you're out of the house all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it's okay. He's a good kid. It's like if I was puttering around the house all the all the time, I'd be bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I got in trouble again, Renee. Okay, past weekend. I'm surprised, but go on. Right, yeah. I got in go trouble on. because. Um, you know, they had the... Uh, Female what, what are high holidays? I don't understand what high holidays are. The high holidays in, in Judaism you're talking about? Well, yeah. High holidays are... are in, in you know, Islam but, or... But, no, no, no. No, it's a... Let him that's, speak because really, he's uh, an authority on his Judaism. I'm not an authority. I yeah. just happen <laughs> to be a Jew. But, but yeah. uh, you know... But, <laughs> he thinks he's a Jew. He's a I wannabe sh- Jew. I for sure am. Yeah, right. I am yeah. a wannabe and I want he's it to be so bad that... Yeah. that that we call he's got convert. the papers. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got the papers. I do have paperwork. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've got long-standing paperwork. They're in my safe <laughs> with my gold. Yeah. With his gun. <laughs> with his gun I'm and one even, bullet. No, no, no. No, no. I keep the guns out of the safe uh, okay. and with six bullets uh, or as okay. many as the fucking uh, clip will hold. Sure, yes. Because, look, an unloaded gun will only get you killed. Oh God, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's it's the old thing. Well, and a gun can get you killed because it's the old thing of like, if someone comes up to you with a gun and you give them the money or whatever, you've had an altercation. If okay. you pull a gun on them, now it's a fight. Now it's a gunfight. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, well, uh, God, I could. Just... But anyway, about uh, the high holidays. <laughs> the high holidays. Yeah. The high, are, 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 are they upon us right now, you, you or have are, they? You have are we good, Rob. Them? You, yeah. yeah, you are good with the with the uh, yeah. the radio uh, etiquette. Thank you. Um, 
Uh, no, the high holidays are between uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Oh. So those are, you know, that, that happens in September. You know, right. so the, right, the so book just, is opened on, on Rosh Hashanah and the book is no, closed on came, Yom Kippur. We just came, uh, those okay, are the high okay. holidays. Those we are the doing, high ones. We the other ones are just holidays. Hangover we just, we just finished uh, Pesach. We just finished Passover, you know. Okay, Passover, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Passover. Which was right around the time the Catholics do the Easter, right? Well, you know, so, so the Last Supper... In, in, in Catholicism, mm-hmm. is the Last a Supper feast. is a Seder. That's yeah, what, it's a that's Seder. What, it's not Sukkot, is it? It's not Sukkot, no. Oh. <laughs> that comes in the uh, That's the, later the fall in the summer. Also. No, no, no. Um, uh, what was it? Sukkot. Man, he loves to mispronounce it like that. He knows it's wrong, but he, he just likes to get a rise out of me. Yeah. But yeah, that was right. that so Last Supper. It was the, the Seder that went, went awry. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, oh. So we, we missed the uh, the Passover episode because Manny was on his vacation. Um, but I w- if we had had one, I was going to ask the question: um, What's your favorite plague of the ten? Because mm. I have mine. Your play- wow. favorite what? Yeah. Plague favorite of the, plague. The ten plagues that were visited upon by God on, on, God, on, I have no on idea. Uh, Egypt. Well, yeah, yeah, I had a so Bible book as a kid that was like an illustrated Bible, so and I like, like the frogs. Frogs? Yeah, okay. I dug the frog thing. So yeah. it has Manny. Just to, I, I won't be able to remember all of them right now. Well, I don't remember. I don't know drinks, any of but, them. You know, so locusts. vermin, locusts, yeah. um, uh-huh. cattle disease is cattle one. Disease, blood. The, the blood. These are all Jew plagues. These are all Jew plagues. Yahweh visited these upon the. Egyptians to to punish and the Egyptians them. are the Jews. No, 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 no. The no. Hebrews are the Jews. Yeah, okay, right. the and Egyptians where are they are from? The Egyptians. The Hebrews are from from um, the land of Israel. They're, they they okay. they start off with Abraham in the land of Ur. Ur, yeah. And uh, you know okay. he, they they move down through, and you know the Joseph gets captured and, and uh, or sold off into slavery. Uh, and you're he, losing me already. I know it's uh, we're going yeah. too deep. Yeah. In the There's a lot of good adventures yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Read your Old Testament. I anyway, so I'll I'll jump right. So do, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite? Or you said frogs? Yeah, I like the frogs one. That so seemed pretty my, good because it didn't seem so terrible in a way. Okay, like well, the drawings of it is just like so. There's just a bunch of frogs. No, frogs are kind of fun. I like Death of the Firstborn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, you can't top that. You can't top. That's it. the most metal of all <laughs> that the plagues. Is, that's, that is the one that breaks your heart. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows God's true nature in that I don't want to do this, but I'm fully capable of it, and I will. <laughs> And also, total in, just total so innocence. God's like, I will, murderer? I will kill your children. God kills everyone. Uh, how, yeah. Why do you think anyone dies? It's the yeah. biggest mass murder in history. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand what the no. fuck you're talking about. Okay. Uh, well, moving yeah. on. So this God, this God you worship murders people. Well, you know, it's the God of life and death. You know, the God, God brings life. God brings death. They're, they're, He's got to do it all. When in, you're the in, only God, you got to do it in all. Judaism, we don't believe in a duality. There's not a, it's not a Satan and God battling it out. It's not good mm-hmm. and evil battling it out. Satan, it's your neighbors battling Satan, it out. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's your in-laws battling it No, that's it why, that's why you're, man you're wants the to... the Jew at the deli sending back the soup, right? No, that's why man <laughs> wants to see the divine in those kind of terms because those are human terms, you know, where we're always, you know, there, there is a duality of, of humanity. There's good and bad and, you know, people fighting. But, you know, and that's what's hard for people to understand about the concept of God is the unity of, of, of the divine. It's like, uh, it's, it's all of that. 
Well, I'll go you one. I'll go you one further on okay, that. Please. Uh, are you hip yeah. to the uh, this cult that was active during like late sixties, early seventies that briefly was headquartered in New Orleans called the the Process Church? Oh, I am. <laughs> the yeah, Process Church. Satanist, well, no, no. Their whole thing is that God, Satan, Jesus, and Lucifer all are. Mirror unifi- aspect, one okay. unified, but right, need right. to be unified. Okay. And the process church is about unifying all of them together, that they all are different manifestations. You know, the, and, the, the Manson family at times have, has been um, linked to the process. Yes. And they're the ones that supposedly uh, intimidated um, uh, Ed Sanders when he was writing his book, uh, The Family, you know, mm-hmm. about the Manson sure, yeah, family. Yeah, I read it. So, some yeah. pro- process I've people visited, you know, uh, uh, Manson in prison and like he had to get all that stuff cut out of the book because they kind of threatened him. But yeah, uh, yeah, briefly headquartered here. They were briefly, now, I don't know. I don't know what happened just, to them. Uh, you know, like, like another passing fad. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's too bad. But they had a whole, no, like, I think it's fine. They had, they had music. <laughs> they had really, there's this band called Sabbath Assembly that does all the music. Really from cool. the pro- from the process hymnal, yeah. Okay, well, they they briefly vinyl? headquartered in New Are they Orleans. On vinyl, probably. Yeah, on leather. Oh. <laughs> uh, can we get it at Euclid Records? I don't know if they have it there. I'll have to see. But <laughs> I, I, I was I was very obsessed with religious cults as a, as a preteen and teen in the seventies okay. and eighties. Well, you and I have, do have there was a lot the cult common. panic and satanic panic, and I, I was know. I was obsessed the, with all that stuff. The McMartin I thing. I yeah, read yeah. everything I oh, could yeah. get my it's hands crazy. on about cults and crazy, Satan man. and stuff. It's weird. I was terrified by it, but fascinated by it at the sure, same time, sure. which is an impulse that as an adult, we, you know, you understand a little bit better as a teenager. I didn't quite understand how I could be afraid of something and, and attracted to it at the same time. Oh, like, you know, really? yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't get it. It was just sort of like, why do I keep reading this? But did you this Iron Maiden album cover with the devil on it. It's frightening, but I, I, I got to have it. You know, like, but did you like that uh, HBO series, True Detective, that first season? Yeah, oh, that's all shot where I grew up. That was all shot yeah, in North Carolina. Oh, I, right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. It is visually beautiful, too. I loved too. it. No, but I, did you like the whole story? I mean, you liked oh, the visuals. Oh, yeah, especially the... the, the H.P. Lovecraft yeah, and reference well, to the getting, Yellow yeah, the King. And Car- right. oh, yeah, loved the it. first season was great. So you you can relate to that. Oh yeah, in I mean many ways. I learned how to drive in in the spillway where they shot several of those scenes. That's my old stomping grounds. <laughs> yeah, because one of my favorite scenes is is very early on in that season where the two cops uh, discover those kids and they think they solved the case and they just blow everyone away. They just... You know, right, and they think, well, that's it. We got it. Yeah, we and got it's like, it. And nope. it's like, no, 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 no. There's no, no. so much more. This is just the acolyte. Yeah, exactly. This isn't the real dude. And they set yeah. up, they rearrange, they reenact the whole shooting and stuff like that to make them look good. Like, we were defending ourselves and all that. But then it comes back to haunt them. Right. So, so you... And how they constructed that lie. I right, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that first season was brilliant. That incredible very well. yeah, 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 yeah. McConaughey's greatest character yeah in but many did you ways. know that he didn't he didn't cut those cans while he was you know those you know he's drinking beers and he's cutting the cans into like weird shapes oh yeah like making yeah. beer can origami yeah with yeah, the, yeah. yeah yeah I, I found out later like, years later that there was someone actually cutting them on the set for him 
Wow. And they would just push him on the table and he'd be like, and you know. He'd prop those yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Great. You can't do it, everything. You know, it, so much of it was shot in the town that I grew up in that when I was watching it, my jaw would just keep hitting the floor. Wow. Well, that's, I was yeah, just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. amazing. So, and the th- I never saw the second season. I liked the third one, too. Says, but the first one is just, has a certain I tried magic to, watch to it. the second one and I lost interest. That's yeah. the one second people hated. Second season, there's yeah. two episodes. Second season are very good. The rest sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so you could re- you could actually oh, yeah. see it, you know. Oh man, yeah. a lot of Norco in that. In the, in there. <laughs> a lot of Norco. Even in the opening credit sequence, when they're passing by the refineries and everything. Right, oh, right, yeah. right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And it, best casting ever. I mean, they couldn't have casted it better. You know. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was one where, like, you know, I, I remember talking with my brother about it. It's like, see, we always said they should shoot a movie or a TV show <laughs> in the spillway. God damn it. They, no one listened to me back then. And now, you know, yeah. I felt vindicated. But also, as I was watching it, especially because it had all the H.P. Lovecraft references, um, my friend Donald Miller, who a guitarist that I play with a lot, is a real expert and enthusiast of that field of horror literature. And as I was watching it, I kept thinking between the Norco stuff and that, I was like, Okay, this is great. I feel vindicated, but I can't believe Donald and I didn't write this. We should right. we should have written right. the damn yeah. script to this thing, wouldn't you? Right, exactly. You know, you you grow up in that hood. It's like fuck. They should have came oh, yeah. to me for a consultant. Come on, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, you know, Manny, I'm looking around the ring room. It's just us, the Midnight Cowboy, Rob Cambray, oh, and and uh, you know, <laughs> don't mess with him, man. No, no. Um, feel, a, I feel like I should. We should play I the theme music him. from it. The dun, dun, no, dun, I saw dun, him. Yeah. saw the Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, he's a photographer, man. Oh, yeah. he he's was a screenwriter photo- as well. He was for he was yeah, he p- taking of pictures of um, the Stella Scream contest. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he yeah, was there doing that. He's, he's a man about town. Yeah. Anyway, Rob. Uh, yeah, I think they're about to turn the lights they're off gonna t- on us. They're gonna turn out on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. Like, like all of our best guests, we end the episode going, <laughs> we could do another one with you next week. <laughs> and we're not going to ask you that. Of course but, not. But here's yeah. a sticker. Oh, uh, yes. Give me some, uh, what do they call, what do the kids call this? Some swag? Yeah, I get some troubled swag. men swag. Okay, sure. Put it sure. on your baby's crib. Uh, there you go. <laughs> give it to Julie. You know, I got to, quickly, I got to say, when I was a 15-year-old, Julie might have been 18, and she was... A very cute girl that was nice to me as a I was a 15 year old musician and I, I, yeah. and I thought what a sweet girl maybe she could be my girlfriend oh how about that <laughs> which of course never happened but I still think of her in those oh isn't terms. that I'm, sweet I'm very, oh I'm she'll a, be flattered very, to hear that she always very, uh, she always speaks very fondly of you as well oh, because okay, you know, you know. We go well, way back. Mr. Coleman was like, you know, he was kind of a super talent at a young age. He was very accomplished already. Yeah, that's what you he know. tells me. That's <laughs> not what it's, I'm it's told good you. Times. Yeah. And, yeah. It, sure. and Julie had the thing of like working at Tipitina's when she was a teenager during a, yeah. a, a somewhat legendary, quite legendary era of that oh, music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, New Orleans was the crazy place. can't even imagine. Yeah, now people can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. like one third as many cool people, maybe like one fifth or right. something. We all knew each other. Right. You all did. Yeah. <laughs> super yeah. close. Indeed. So. 
So yeah. Oh no, she'll she'll be glad to hear that. Oh, she's okay. she's very fond good, of you good, as well. Good, good. So yeah, we will keep doing these things, and then I and, and like you, I still I still keep a foot in the rock and roll world too. So well, like, yeah, we got to talk about yeah, your Malavitas is going strong right now. I, I was watching you guys' video today. I love that band. Yeah, Malavitas right. is is rolling strong, playing Friday night at the Saturn Bar, and that's that's really been right. my favorite thing in the last so year. So the nation doing wants that. to look you up. Where can they look you up? Oh lordy, let's see. Anxious yeah, Sound has a Facebook page. It okay. doesn't have a website, but uh, it okay. should. But it does have a Facebook page. That's easy to find anxious sound just those two words all right that's the easiest way to find yeah all right nation check him out he's been a great guest and renee it's nice you showed up yeah um (laughs) um, good night and remember uh trouble never ends it never does but the struggle continues the struggle continues thank you couldn't see it was jim reaching out toward him whirling swirling blind and searchlight long arm of the law wrapped around him tight Screening the clutches like a pink halo without that thing. It's just how it seems, so we follow the money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There were what MC push the button like a tick. Dig a dig a dig a now they're tracked with chips. Ominous welfare. The corporate snack food empire. Seducing and music made it sound so good. Gotta get that bread, so we sit him instead. Sugar and salt, he said it's not my fault. Dig a dig a dig a made it taste so good. And the night of the dog, we ate the bread of the night. In the night of the dog, we ate the dead of the night. He can't stop You bang your head And you don't stop Slippery palm Part of the hand of fate But still a splinter in the hand Will make you wanna excavate Can't stop Pursue by whom Don't stop Screen door slam boom I'ma say Mama said Better get back soon Behind the glass Put a light on the screen Go boom My baby bundle of joy He got to have that toy Now we headed back Dark side of the room Musk shirt grab Through the doom and the gloom We can't go with him Hoping that no one again soon Can't go with him Hoping that no one again soon And that the night of the dark Not a girl. At the age of one, already handed him a gun, said it's all for fun.
Like a toy. 